0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 119 of the Civil Gore podcast. I am your host, Tim. And this is Brian.
1: And I'm Crystal.
0: What? Tim, did you hear that? <laughs>
1: Who was that? Hi. Uh,
2: that is our friend Crystal. And if you haven't guessed it, this is a collaboration episode Woo! entitled Civil Gore Nights In. Because Crystal is, is has an amazing podcast herself named Horror Nights In. And, of course, we're Civil Gore, so we decided it be fun on a, I guess this month is, has a theme, right, Crystal? Uh, is a hashtag going around?
1: Um. Well, I'm doing the hashtag all the horror, if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> yes,
2: yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Everyone's like collaborating and stuff.
1: Yes, yeah, I actually just released my episode um, on Saturday, October 26th, it went out.
2: Nice, nice. So yeah, so we thought it would be fun to collaborate with one of the podcasts that I know Tim and I listen to, which is Horror Nights In. Mm. <laughs> and so we figured we'd do a fun, uh, we pick a fun movie to do, and we would just basically kind of wing it. I mean, we're going to do kind of like a mix of both formats. I think it'll be kind of fun. So you know, the listeners uh, who are new to listening to Civil Gore and listeners to new listeners to Horror Nights In will kind of get a little treat because they'll get a, a taste of both podcasts, basically.
1: Right. Yeah. Cool.
0: All right, so Crystal, tell us a little bit about Horror Nights Inn, who you are, what the show's about, when it started, that kind of stuff.
1: Awesome. So hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Crystal. So I run the podcast and the YouTube channel Horror Nights Inn. Um, I've been into horror since I was about eight years old, um, and I started my podcast October 2018. So I recently um, changed up my format when I hit the one-year mark, and I'm super excited about that because I've branched out to a lot of other podcasts and guesting on other podcasts and also guests on my show. Um, so I'm really excited about that because um, I love horror, and I've loved it for a very long time. So yeah.
2: so when did, when did you think of like – You said, like, I'm you know what? I love this genre, I love listening to to other people talk about it, and I want to do my own podcast. So, you just did you just come up with it and just go right into it, or did you like contemplate it for a while?
1: Um, I remember I was cleaning my bedroom and I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about horror films, it was a tiny little section of this one podcast I was listening to at the time. And I was like, uh, I was like, people, wait, people have podcasts about horror films? I thought people just made podcasts about politics. Um, so then I kind of just started looking on iTunes podcast and all of these podcasts came up and I was like, stop. Are you serious? So then I started listening to a couple of them and I was like, I can totally do this. This sounds like something that would be so much fun. Um, so it took me about a day to figure out that I wanted to do it. And then it's taken me, it took a little bit of time to kind of get used to it and get the right equipment. Um, I mean, to this day, I like I said, I've had the podcast since October 13th of 2018 and I'm still kind of changing things up making it interesting for myself um and it's been really fun so I'm really happy that I decided to do it
2: nice yeah I think you have to do that I think you have to kind of always look to innovate because I know Tim and I started I mean I guess I should let, let your audience know too how kind of yeah. we started mm-hmm. so we actually were big fans both of us uh uh for a podcast called coaster radio which is actually a theme park podcast and it's funny that you said Oh my God, there's podcasts about horror. Well, that's exactly how I think I've Tim, both Tim and I felt. We, we discovered Coaster Radio so mm-hmm. many, many years ago, and they've been around now for what is 15 years, right? Tim? Yeah, it's that. crazy.
0: They've been around longer than any other podcast I know about.
2: Yeah, wow. yeah, they've been around forever. And they, so what happened is, I guess after about, um, it was, so it was about 2015, right? So it was about 10 years into their podcast run, they decided to do these listener meetups and they had a good online community already. But so when they did this listener meetup at Cedar Point, um, all all their listeners came and It was funny, the guys were talking about uh, how they were joking on how like, oh, we're going to just it got a bunch of, a couple of people there and they're going to be so disappointed. And so <laughs> but, so but we had this like kind of online group going, um, discussing the meetup. And so you knew there was going to be a lot of fun people there. And Tim and I used to talk. We never met before, but we would talk in the chat rooms and the, mm-hmm. uh, I guess the Facebook page, right? Yeah. 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 So, and so one of our other friends uh, at this point, who we, again, we didn't know, his name was Chris. He said, hey guys, let's do a day before the meetup meetup who's ever in going to be there early at the park. So it ended up being me, uh, my wife, Julie, our friend, Chris and Tim and his brother, Kevin. And so we all met up and I'd say within 10 minutes, it felt like we'd known each other for about. Better- <laughs> forever.
1: Oh my god, that's yeah. amazing. I mean, and we
2: just started doing these, we had these already, like, inside jokes and uh-huh. and we were just, we were having the best time, and I guess at some point along that way, Tim and I found out that we both had a mutual love of horror mm-hmm. and we were just like, well, if we ever do a podcast, you know we have to do a horror movie podcast, mm-hmm. and, you know, we we're like, yeah, yeah, that will be great, and, you know, we kind of kicked it around and, and didn't really do anything, and I think finally, we just one year decided, like, you know what, it's time, we need to start getting this ready.
1: Yeah, when did so. you when did um when did you guys officially start? I feel like you were bef- think, obviously before me. Was it 2017? Me. Yeah, I was going to say I feel like you guys were one or year before 16, maybe.
2: me. Maybe. I can you know it's funny, I can't remember.
0: I know we're in <laughs> our third season. <laughs> we're in our third year. This is our third year. Okay. So it
1: was 2016. 2016.
0: I yeah, think 2016. it was like okay. February or, February of 2016, I
2: believe. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, that's right. It was about a year, a little less than a year after that meetup. So yeah, and we kind of—I don't know about you, Crystal. I don't you can you can uh, maybe relate to this. We are so afraid to listen to our first episode.
1: You know what? <laughs> I did. Um, I did a one year special, and I listened to the beginning of it, and I was cringing so bad. And I actually have it recorded. <laughs> There's somewhere on my channel. It says like Happy One Year or something. And I was like, okay, that's enough. I'm not listening to any more of this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of these days, I'm going to pull a George Lucas. I'm going to go back and and retcon that entire first episode and, like, special edition it. And just re-record the whole thing.
1: That's awesome. Um, (laughs) And
2: the the funny thing is, we picked a movie. We're like, okay, we're going to go do a movie. Let's do a movie we both know really well. And we picked the original Halloween because it's both uh, one of our favorites. And we're like, that's easy to talk about, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But we forgot that we could actually edit. And we kind of oh. did it almost like if we were recording it live. Okay. And it was just, ugh. The first time, we,
1: yeah. so as as you guys already know, but someone in your audience, people in your audience, I know I am the only host of my, po- my podcast and... Um, So I don't have a co-host unless I have, like, a guest. So (laughs) I remember the first time I tried to sit down and record, it was so bad because I didn't have any notes. I was just like, whatever, I'm just going to sit here and do this. And it was so bad. I was like, I can't do this. So then I ended up making all those notes, and it helps me a little bit. So...
2: But you have Roxy sometimes comes on, though. Yeah, is that right? You she know, does. Have a, you have a mm-hmm.
1: sometimes. Yeah, she does. She's usually sleeping, though. <laughs> like, she's sleeping right now. So, for those of you who don't know, Roxy is my cat. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Tim has a horror cat as well. Yeah. He like, yeah,
3: he
2: doesn't, like, doesn't talk come for in the podcast. podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah she, he just kind of poses for Instagram. That's
3: but funny. But actually,
2: Crystal, that was one of the things I was going to say that's so impressive, I think, about your podcast yeah. is because now, like, Tim. And I have done that, this for a while, and there are times when either one of us is just super tired or yeah. just off their, you know, off their game. But the other one can pick up the slack. You, when you do it, you're. Pretty much out there talking to everyone, and I and I think you do an amazing job of just
1: well, thank you. Thank taking you, thank you.
3: It
2: by the reins and going solo on that, and doing a, just a fantastic job because you have a very engaging podcast, and it's thank it's you. just it's great to hear all your opinions of the movies and your your breakdowns, and, and you know it's just it's it's really good.
1: My breakdowns like my actual breakdowns when I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you. I always, I've always i been listening to your guys' podcast for so long. Um, do you guys feel that when you talk to other either horror podcast fans or um, other horror like, like me or anyone else, do you feel like they're easier to talk to than like anybody else? You kind of touched on that a little bit. Like when you talk to somebody either on Twitter or wherever, whatever social media you have or even as a guest... Um, do you feel like you can talk to them and like relate to them better than like some of the people that you have that you that could even like be in your life currently? Do you ever feel that way?
0: Well, I do think the horror community is one of the best out there. I, th- I know a lot of people say that, but I think it it's proven itself time and time again that everybody I talk to that's into horror like they're just like the nicest people and the most um, outgoing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you when you're talking to them about horror and stuff, so. It, I actually find it harder, yes, yeah, sometimes to talk to people who don't like horror because yeah. they look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. So I'm speaking mainly of my coworkers.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm. No, that's who what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Horror, like I'll be at work. So for those of, who are listening and don't know, I do have a part time job as well, and I just I just bartend on the weekends. And sometimes I'll have to say like, oh, I got to get home because I'm a guest on a podcast, and they'll look at me like I'm crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah. And- and it's funny because podcasting is so big now. It's funny that people don't. There's you still get the question like, "Oh, what's a podcast?"
0: Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I
2: mean, it's one thing like you're, you know, the older generation, like my parents, like, like there's they just say, "Oh, and how can I listen to you on it? What channel is it on?" Yeah,
1: right. But no, I agree though. A lot of the people that I've met on Twitter are some of the nicest people, I and mean, I'm actually gonna go visit um, one in Ohio um because there's a horror convention over there that i've always wanted to go to and she just so happens to be like 10 minutes away from the venue so i'm super excited about that so yeah i was just curious because i know that you guys are going to the horror convention in march too but that's in new jersey i think right
2: yeah it's actually in atlantic city so it's it's, it's kind of a fun spot to have Mm and that's a a, uh a convention that I can't suggest high enough to go to. No, you, you guys the were chance.
1: you guys were gassing it up so hard. I was like, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out when the when the Ohio convention or the Cincinnati one is, and then because if you guys get a table, like that's so awesome. I know I'm like going off on a tangent here, but I was just listening to your episode, and I was like, oh my god, they have to get a table. That'd be so cool. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I would. I would love that. It's like we're, you know, I'm. Good. We're just in the preliminary stages now. Like we're definitely going. At yeah. That, that, but it's like I, you know, I've never done a, a table. I've gone to so many conventions, and we, both of us have really, and neither one of us has ever kind of done a table. I mean, the yeah. closest thing I did, I guess, is I was at a when I used to work for a, a dental company. I was at like one of their booths at a trade show. But to me, that's not fun. <laughs> that's so boring. You know? <laughs>
1: that's so funny. So when you guys go to these, how, does anybody ever recognize you? Do they? I guess um, I'm just trying to think, like, have you ever had anybody come up to you and say, like, oh, my God, you're Tim and Brian from Civil Gore podcast. Has that ever happened to you before?
2: Well, I mean, the, the I only mean, one, and I don't know if this is kind of a
0: cheat, but with Felissa Rose. Yeah, because she, I was about to say. <laughs> she uh, recognized our shirt. Because we reached out to her.
1: Oh. Yeah, but not a lot of people know
0: what we look like because we don't do yeah. YouTube videos. Um that probably most people are thankful for that but anyway no we, stop we, we don't have i mean we don't have a lot of like like youtube presence and instagram is mostly pictures of other things not of yeah. us so mm-hmm. we de- i've never been recognized like in person but okay I've, but the wearing the shirt we got a lot of comments when we went to the horror convention. So. They're probably
1: like, I know what that is. How? Where have I seen that before? And then you guys start talking. They're like, wait, I know who you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still,
2: I'm still <laughs> waiting for that day of like someone to really just come up and say like, oh my God, I listened to that podcast. I and know. like it's someone that we don't know, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm I'm like wondering. I'm like, is that because the girl I was talking, she has a podcast and she has a co-host um, and she was like, yeah, I got recognized last year, and it was crazy. And she's like, they'll probably recognize you, too. I'm like, no, that's too weird. I can't. I can't. That's so weird. Somebody knows who I am. To, it
0: takes you – know, I mean, it does take years for oh, a podcast to gather a following and get going. And, I mean, we've come a long way in just three years, but it did take three years to even get yeah. to the point where we were getting interviews and getting directors on and that kind of stuff. But if you keep going at it and you keep consistent – and I think the thing that Brian and I figured out early on was consistency is key. Putting out a show every week. When you're not putting out a show, make sure everybody knows why you're not putting out a show. Yeah. And and managing expectations that way. I think as long as you can do that, you start really building a core following. I don't think we've ever had a month where we've lost listeners.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: it's, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes the growth is slower than other times, but as long as you stay consistent, you will get there.
1: Cool. Awesome.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and Crystal, you do do a lot, because you do, not only do you do the, well, I guess now you're doing bi-weekly, right? You do it uh, once Um, every other week?
1: Right now, I actually have, like, a whole bunch of episodes that I could put out, but I'm still doing them bi-weekly. I just have them already ready and edited, just because you never know what could happen. Um, So those are ready. Listen, Tim and
2: I have not learned yet. Uh, No, no, we have not. (laughs) It's
1: it's rough, but it's okay. (laughs) Um, And then my YouTube, I put out at least two videos a week. I try so,
0: and that's yeah, huge. Like, I think you'll get really big with the YouTube presence. That's something we yeah. lack <laughs> seriously. Yeah.
1: I, I I like it. It's um, it's I don't know if it's easier or if it's harder. It's all it's all as long as you have a passion for it, then it doesn't ever feel like work. So you know, like I well, I, no, I did like three videos right before I jumped on here, but like it didn't feel like it was actually like, like work.
2: Well, you could tell, though, when you do it, you you could see how, uh, you know, you see how passionate you are about Mm -hmm. it. And I think that's what makes the podcast so appealing, your podcast and your YouTube, because you could tell that there's a true love of what you're doing. It's not it never looks like you're laboring to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, that's a big key, because that's sometimes, you know, I think people try and, oh, I want to do this because this is the cool thing to do. But if they really don't love it then why are you really doing it,
1: you know? Yeah, well, I could say the same thing about you guys, too. Like, your knowledge of film and movies is, like, intimidating. (laughs) Just because you guys, like, every time I listen to your podcast, I'm like, oh, like, I I know the face, then I'll have to, like, Google it, but you guys are, like, right on it. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, they know so much.
0: (laughs) Well, Brian's the master of, knowing all of the actors names yes, and what that's... they appeared in beforehand i'm not quite as good as he is but it's amazing he can, like identify oh that was the guy that was in the bounty commercial from 1988 <laughs> okay, like, what did i recognize i recognized the guy that was in
2: evil bong 666 that was yeah. the guy that got judd Hurt uh judd reinhold fired in
0: Fast times at richmond high like okay, that's the kind of that? weird superpower you guys that. gotta I mean, you, meanwhile, you guys gotta do surprised that. That. that bradley cooper shows up in a movie oh my god you guys always
1: talk about bradley cooper and the evil bong 666 you have to you have to to do one on that movie i've actually seen it it's horrible but
0: <laughs> yeah. in the best way we possible. Needed it for the challenge <laughs> oh
1: my god well, speaking so actually, of that
0: one of the things... we should... brian should, oh, we, should we go into some movies we watched recently
2: yeah and i was well
0: actually i was gonna say one more thing
2: first real quick all right about that horror thing um so i say one more thing i was gonna ask you crystal if you feel the same way that we do about this that you know whenever you're in a in a kind of a, a you know, some kind of community, you know, you know there tends to be competition. I don't feel that's way There, it's like that in the horror com- uh, community because no. I feel like everyone is always willing to help someone else out, you know, in ter- especially in terms of the podcasting because, I mean, I know I love, we love to share other people's stuff and, you know, make sure that we can, you know, because we know, like, you know, at some point everyone's going to need some kind of little boost or any kind of promotion or something. Do you, do you feel that it's, it's pretty... That's
1: pretty much the way it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I could message anybody in any of those groups that we're in. Um, So we, on Twitter, we, um, my podcast and the Civil Gore podcast, we are in like a horror family group that kind of, we help each other retweet and things like that. And I've never had a negative experience in that. Now, me personally, I'm very competitive. (laughs) Um, So, but... Anytime anybody ever messages me and asks me questions about, hey, like, what kind of equipment do you use? Like, I'm not going to be like a bitch and be like, oh, just go Google it. Like, I'm going to be like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, I'm always like, this is the equipment that I use. It's, you know, like I use a little bit more higher end. But like, I'm like, but this is what I started with. So don't think that you need to get this stuff right away. I said I literally downloaded Audacity and I had my um, – Macbook headphones or my uh my iPhone headphones and I use the mic on there and that's how I started. Um so I I've never thankfully knock on wood. I've never had a negative experience with asking for help um for asking anybody to be on the show. Um it's always it's so positive and it's something that I guess I didn't really think about before. I kind of was just like, "Oh, well, I'm just going to make a podcast on Twitter." And then um, whoever wants to like follow me can. But then you find that it's this entire community of people that will pretty much do anything they can to help you and answer any kind of questions. Which I and you know I've had um, a few like bigger podcasts too, like that will answer my questions and they'll like re- like um, Nightmare on Film Street. Like they're so nice. Like they retweeted. The, you know what I'm saying? Like they're huge. And they're so nice, and they always make sure that they like, they even commented on a couple of things, so, like, that's really awesome, you know, so.
2: Yeah, no, that, and that, and, because I think it's, you almost have to have that kind of mentality of that you're, you know, listen, everyone was where, you know, started from the same spot. Like, no one just jumped into, to having instantly, I mean, unless you're a big, celebrity or something you're not jumping into five hundred thousand followers you know
1: correct (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. and um yeah i've never i everybody always met everyone's really nice super humble um have you guys have any pretty good experiences i assume too yeah which we kind of covered a little bit so
2: yeah i mean other than tim getting biff blocked at the convention i mean i think that's pretty much the only negative that we had oh my god Oh, other than that it's been it really has been awesome because you know we just meet so so many cool people that we talk to you know and it's just it's it's fun it really is it's like a and we were part of the coaster community and it's like we have this now their whole community that we're involved in and it's just it's it, it yeah no I couldn't I couldn't ask for a better group
1: yeah of people so to just before interact with. before we move on coaster like roller coasters yeah. Oh my God, I didn't see I didn't even know that was a thing. I used to play roller coaster tycoon all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. See so you would love this podcast because they that's the stuff they talk about. We basically if you listen to our podcast, you'd see so much we basically joke that we rip everything off from them. But it's really <laughs> the best homage we could give them because it's it's they basically – and they they are always i mean we're you know they're i mean i think it's now there we're just we're such a good group of friends even with the hosts as well
1: oh, that's and, awesome uh, mike
2: and eb who do the show they have helped us i can't even tell you how many but there was a time i think we what, we spend about an hour and a half with mike testing stuff out oh my yeah, god yeah. that's yeah. awesome testing Skype out.
0: <gasps> yeah.
1: that's so they're, cool those guys are great. see that's what i mean like i feel like you you never really meet anybody who is super negative so that's cool that's awesome I'm glad I can um, yeah I'm glad I can relate to that as well <clears throat> and
2: now, now Crystal's like d- downloading coaster radio yeah I know <laughs> I'm like roll
1: I was like coasters like drink I'm like no there's no way they talk about drink coasters I was like it's there's roller probably coasters an actual
0: drink coaster podcast on there. <laughs> yeah I, I found their <laughs> podcast on everything nowadays. <laughs>
2: there, there really are was. I we met I met a we met someone at at the Coaster Radio meetup, she does a podcast on dog grooming. So I mean, it's interesting. Uh, everything, yeah.
1: There's um. Oh, there's a YouTube. By the way, for, I'm like, uh,
0: s- I'm currently using a Coaster Radio
1: coaster. See, <laughs> it could be. It's like a whole big. It's it's all a circle effect. It's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. There's a there's YouTube niches for everything too. Um, I stumbled across a YouTube video of somebody smelling and testing candles. So.
2: <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh! Yep, I believe it. <laughs> I haven't
1: had
2: a whiff of that one
1: yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll,
0: I'll see myself out. Uh, <laughs> all right, Tim's used to it, but we Crystal's like. Oh, so now oh, me I and Crystal. Crystal welcome right. to the new host of Civil Corps. <laughs> <has been> <laughs> I w- no, Core. I would.
1: Fit, it would hired. fit. It would fit. It would fit because I'm <laughs> in Pennsylvania. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's right. Yes, yeah, you still, still have that East Coast. Uh huh.
1: I'm, I'm still State, Pennsylvania. South
2: South <laughs> thing,
3: <yeah.
1: laughs> It could work. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny.
2: All right,
0: I knew so this was dangerous we, uh... and risky for me. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we talk about some stuff we watched this week? Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, let's get right into it, guys. Our, I guess, this is kind of like a second first chop because we we did quite a bit, quite a long intro. But let's get into our official first chop. All right. So, Crystal, what have you been watching this week? Oh, our listeners,
1: about oh, god, I've been watching way too many movies. So, if you guys don't follow me on YouTube, I have been counting down the seven scariest films I've ever watched. So, disclaimer some of these films might not be scary to you, but they're scary to me. So, I watched pretty much every single one of them because I had to film the videos ahead of time just because you know adulting in life so this weekend i watched um the den which is a found footage film about the dark web Um, Mm. I watched Megan is Missing, which is a found footage about two 14-year-old girls who were abducted by a human trafficking thing. Oh,
2: gosh. Um. That's right. You're big on found
1: footage. Oh, I love found found footage. footage, And then I watched Paranormal Activity, which is also found footage. Uh, I watched The Conjuring. Um, what else did I watch? The Sixth Sense, because I watched it when I was little. Um, so it traumatized me a lot. And, oh, The Cell with Jennifer Lopez. That also. Oh, that's a crazy movie, That yeah. also traumatized me because I watched the film when I was little. So I had to watch all of those films that traumatized me for about the last 20 years <laughs> in like <laughs> three days. <laughs> yeah, I think that would
2: be Salem's Lot for me. I'd have to put that in as, as yeah. it traumatized me as a kid.
1: Yeah, so that's. I think what I I've put that watching. on your your Twitter today. Yes, I think you did too. Yeah, um, Roxy is here now. So if you hear a bell or meowing, that is just her. She is my other uh, co-host. So she's awake now. So don't think that there's a cat in your room, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there. I could is be a team. cat. Not there mine. Actually, there actually is one. He's probably the Horror cat. Is laying right underneath me, but. He's not making
1: any sound. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been watching. I've actually been wanting to watch other films, but oh, and then I of course I watched Three from Hell because duh. <laughs> um, I wish I could watch other films. Like I really want to watch Haunt. I really want to watch um the, the show that you guys or the the yeah, the show that you guys wat or we're talking about the Two sentence horror stories, or whatever it's called.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. two minute horror stories. Yeah. Yep.
1: And then I want I want to watch Tall Grass, Tall Grasses, but I'll get there. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I've yeah, been that, watching Two uh, Sentence Horror Stories. Cool. Yeah, it's it's really good.
1: Yeah, I, I was I was wondering about it, and it's funny because I was listening to your guys' podcast earlier, and I was and you guys like explained the format, and I was like, okay, now it makes sense because I really thought they were just like. Cause it's the the creepy pasta, right? Isn't that what it is?
0: Yeah, it's basically the yeah, just like it's it's basically modeled after the two Simmons horror stories you yeah. see creepy pasta. Yeah.
1: Okay, because so. I, I thought it was like literally like just two seconds of like the sentences, and I was like, why they wouldn't do that? So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a lot of
2: production value for two seconds. <laughs> right. I could probably do that
1: in iMovie in like a minute. So I'm glad yeah. you guys explained it. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been watching a lot of old movies and i'm talking old because brian you know i've been trying to go through the movies on that top 1000 horror movies list oh right right i've oh gotten my through 60 percent of them so i'm trying to knock out the last 40 percent and i decided to go in chronological order so i started with 1920 <laughs> so oh. oh my god i watched uh, I watched, uh der golem from 1920 <laughs> and not the lighthouse uh, golem not the, not the <laughs> But you know, Brian, that's based on the whole Jewish folklore, right? Yes. the, the whole tale of the golem. So yeah, because um, that new, that other recent golem movie is about that. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a obviously silent film, <laughs> but this was the <laughs> weirdest production because this thing it was on Amazon Prime. You know, Amazon doesn't care where the heck they get their movies from. So <laughs> oh, this okay. version of it, it was apparently it was their Golem* in full sound, and I'm like, oh, how did this work? Well basically I guess they got a bunch of film students to overdub it because they put like this heavy metal soundtrack to the back of it and then they oh. had like people like saying the lines instead of having the silent film cards come up with the text they had people just like act it out in like really bad acting so it was oh kind of it was kind of funny but I mean technically I watched it although I don't think it's the true authentic version that uh, they probably recommended but so that was pretty funny and then uh, I watched the Hunchback of Notre Dame, or Notre Dame, if you're a college basketball fan. Yeah, I was uh, going to say. That's, that's from 19, I think oh. 1920, <laughs> I 1923, just, I, I was going to say
1: the Disney <laughs> one. <laughs> I was
0: like, yeah, no, not the Disney version. <laughs> this was the Lon <laughs> Chaney version. He is phenomenal in this, by the way. But it's it's really, really good. I didn't really know the whole story of this, of the Hunchback. So it was kind of interesting to see that for the first time. I never watched the Disney one. Uh, shame on me. And then I watched uh, another classic, The Phantom of the Opera, from 1925.
1: Ooh, I love that. And
0: another Lon Chaney, who was incredible in that one. So Actually, uh, uh, Joshua watched that one with me, so he thought that was oh, right. Nice. I was explaining to him how silent films worked, and there used to not be sound, and he was like, his mind was blown, because he didn't comprehend Such a thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm watching... Two now that are also silent because I haven't made my way out of the twenties. I'm clawing my way out of the twenties. So oh uh, the cat and the, canary.
1: Ugh,
0: the cat in the, the canary is based off a popular stage play from the twenties that was kind of a it was, it's about these relatives that get together to divvy up the money from this inheritance. And it's kind of a dark comedy. There's some comedic elements to it, but it's also got like some haunted house trope stuff in it, like revolving bookcases and mysterious hands coming out of the walls, that kind of stuff. And then there's another one I'm watching called the phantom carriage. This thing is from also from like 1920 or 1921. And it's about a, a, literally a phantom carriage where I I guess (laughs) the last person who dies for the year is the new driver of the phantom carriage and so they used a lot of cool uh peppers ghost looking effects where they like basically superimposed two pieces of film on each other to make it look like a transparent ghost carriage which oh, is pretty cool nice. for the time you know i mean you gotta you gotta admit that so and i yeah. think the next one on my list brian is that haxen witchcraft through the ages that we've covered in our dismemberment that was oh, coming yeah. up so i want to watch that one i had to I'll sign up for a 14-day trial for the Criterion streaming channel. It's the only way I could watch all these old things. Oh, I was going to do that. Yeah, let me know if that's worth it yes uh, i got it it's a 14 day free trial so i'm gonna try to like pack all the 1920s movies in <laughs> the two, next two weeks so i don't have to pay for it i was gonna ask i
1: was gonna ask how you were watching all these i was like are you like going to the library and like getting like film I, or something <laughs> like how are you well, finding these it was raiding
0: <laughs> the uh, internet whether the ifc <laughs> archive. yeah a lot of them are available there's a streaming service called canopy k-a-n-o-p-y oh, all right. right and a right um, library Yeah, well, guess what? My library does not support Canopy, or or they're not an affiliate, so I can't get any of the Canopy movies. But, Brian, you should be able to easily in your area because you're up in. Yeah, and Julie has an
2: account, but the problem is is it's connected to her job. So I don't know, like, I'm afraid to watch certain (laughs) horror movies. (laughs) Because as we all know, horror movies tend to have a lot of uh, material that may not go great at a university. So, um... Funny. The 1920s don't, just... though. Yeah,
0: that's probably okay. <laughs> that's that's probably that. safe. <laughs> that's, yeah.
1: That's crazy. How long do you think that's going to take you to get through all those films?
0: <laughs> well, I've got about... four roughly 400 left. Oh, okay. Not bad. <laughs> I'm... I, like, realistic. that'll take him about three weeks. Yeah, so at least wow. three or four weeks I'm, Realistically, I'm planning on watching uh i can probably knock out five a week so okay however long it takes you know two years maybe i don't
3: know oh my lord I yeah I I, know, I I,
0: my
2: project max. had to go on such a halt that i haven't even gone back to my twilight zone project but but and this month is hard because with the horror challenge i've been trying to watch so mm-hmm. many things so i mean that's basically been preoccupying my time is trying to get all our objectives i don't know if you saw our, our horror challenge crystal the way we did it this year, <laughs> mm-hmm. where there's actually certain objectives that have point values Mm -hmm. so we're trying to do i was trying to get all those and now i'm actually at the phase i have one final movie that's going to get all the point objectives at the end i'm saving it for the last one i have one more to sneak in there but one of the ones i will say and i'll probably go into more about this one uh next week when we do our full recap of the the challenge but that the tigers are not afraid movie oh guy that was that just blew me away on how good that was and all i've heard was it, how good it was so i was expecting to be like, uh, like a letdown mm-hmm. because of all the hype and it actually like it was didn't hype enough as far as i'm concerned wow. it was that good yeah, i gotta watch that
0: now you've you like know.
2: super hyped it for me uh, yeah now i probably overhyped it the tip no yeah. i don't think i could i don't know did you see that one yet crystal
1: no i've never even heard of it
2: <laughs> oh yeah it's on shutter it's by uh, isa lopez um and it's 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 in uh, you know there's subtitles, but it's so good. It's kind of like a horror fantasy. Okay. Um, and I, I really don't want to go into too much of the plot, just so you can really enjoy, it, you know, get really get immersed in like I did, because I I basically read such a small synopsis on it. Mm-hmm. Just knew that it was a uh, you know it was a little you know supernatural mixed with a little fantasy element. Mm-hmm. So it was just, but oh my god, it's just, it's just so so good. Like I, I'm actually as soon as the challenge is over and I'm done with my objectives I'm probably gonna go back and watch it again just because it was it was that good oh, wow. um you know of course of course I watched some some other ones like you know <laughs> the Evil Bong 666 oh my
1: god
3: <laughs> um, but I needed the
2: the the, the, the objective but then mm-hmm. what I one, one that I discovered and I thought I had seen all 80s horror movies uh you know and but the one that I discovered was The Wraith with uh, Charlie Sheen and mm-hmm. um uh, Sherilyn Fenn about a kind of a because we needed a, one of the things was a vehicle I needed and this one features this really cool high tech sports car basically and it, it's like almost like a paranormal action adventure movie but like so cheesy in the best way possible mm-hmm. for an eighties movie and I'm like how did this movie go past me without me ever even like accidentally watching it <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up now being like I absolutely loved it and I'm like wow I love. It's so cheesy and corny, and I love every second of it. It's <laughs> So yeah. So basically, that's been what I've been watching. And then of course, I caught up on Creep Show, which uh, again just delivered another amazing episode.
1: Yeah, I've heard a lot so, about that. I haven't been able to watch it yet either. Um, it's on my list. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> it's on my list. That you will love. You know, everybody on Twitter is talking about it, and I'm like, okay, I gotta watch it. So it's on my list.
2: Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah, and you can get them pretty quickly because each episode is like 40 minutes mm. i think the longest one is just under an hour and i think that was the first one i think it's the longest one yeah, yeah the rest of them are bad. pretty much kind of come in around 45
0: minutes i think so
1: nice all right noise
0: guys should we get to our dismemberment for
1: this week yeah i think so. all right so these are our blu-ray releases this will
0: be, will be a short week Oh man, the post Halloween blues are on upon us because there's like nothing coming out. So these are the Blu ray releases for the week of November 5th, 2019, our Disc Memberment. All right, so first up from Lionsgate, we have Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which I still haven't had a chance to see. Have you guys seen this one yet?
1: Mm mm. I read the books when yeah, I was I little. Think.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've not true. seen it either. Oh, well. <laughs> so we're going to give a great sparkling review on this one. I heard it yeah, was very right. scary. Well, I, it's out for rent now. I mean, obviously, and you can, it's been out for rent actually for a while, but uh, the blu rays hitting this week. Uh, the synopsis, of course, is on Halloween 1968, reclusive Stella and her two friends meet a mysterious drifter, Ramon, and uncover a sinister notebook of stories. This is, of course, based on the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series of books that terrorized many a child. Way back in the, I don't know, what, what was that first published? I can't remember. It was the uh, 80s, 90s. I know I had it growing up.
1: Yeah, I, was, I don't I, remember.
2: Yeah, I think it was around in the 80s somewhere. Like late, late probably, 80s, maybe. Late late
3: yeah. mm-hmm. 88,
2: maybe, possibly, I don't know. So I really we want to be way off. See, you know, Crystal was giving us props for our facts, and we're just like mumbling. Yeah, like,
3: whatever,
1: <laughs> we, <are. laughs> we said actors and it's, films. We didn't say release dates. Yeah, that's
2: true. That's true. We were not good on on timing. It's <laughs> bad too that that I that is totally going to go on the the corny side here. But when you when Tim said Ramon, all I could for some reason what what hit me was Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. Oh my god, I love that movie. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but remember. Yeah, we're, I mean, I did too, but the part I was laughing was she's like, "Oh, Ramon." Oh yeah,
3: Ramone.
2: <laughs> and that's what that's what came to my mind. So I don't know what's going on with me oh,
3: tonight, but that's that's
2: so what funny. popped into my
1: head. And it's all I'm um, the invented. Uh, I invented post-its. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't do her voice, but. <laughs>
2: well, I, I don't think I did much for a job. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Tim's I'm like funny. Oh, my i I don't have anything to
1: add to this i don't i don't either i just know the book when i read them when i was little they were very scary and the one that i remember the most was the one with the she had this the pimple or something on her face and then she started scratching and all the spiders came out which apparently they did in the film because i remember i was talking about it on my podcast when it first came out so or when it first hit theaters so Um, but everybody
2: where i got that from because I'm always thinking, any kind of weird, like, like, like mosquito bite, I'm like, I instantly go to that. It's a spider egg, and it's going yeah, to burst. Yeah,
1: maybe that's what it's from. And then I know I talked to some people, but they're, they said it was really scary. But these, I don't want to like be mean, but they don't really watch a lot of horror. So I'm like, well, how scary was it really?
3: <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> yeah, you gotta go to go to the source sometimes and see what the. Uh... Yeah. yeah, the credibility is not nothing again. Yeah, I mean, if you're no, not, not used at horror all horror movies, then yeah, I mean, I'm sure all three of us now have been extremely uh, desensitized to a lot of. Yeah,
1: hundred yeah. percent.
0: Sometimes I wish I was more scared of some of these.
1: Yeah, Sometimes, I mean, but... you could seriously go watch. Well, no, I wouldn't even suggest watching it. The one film I said, um, I don't. Uh, if you have children, don't watch it. So, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> yeah, I don't suggest that movie at all.
0: I couldn't oh, find any extras for this one either. Oh, sorry, Brian. No, no, no. Just, it was the one with the two daughters, you yeah, said? Yeah,
1: the two girls. Do not watch it. I really... I, I, it's, it'll be out later this week on my YouTube, but I felt like after I watched it, like I shouldn't have watched it kind of thing. And I watch it on mm. Hulu of all places. It's not there oh anymore. It's not there anymore. Don't watch it. Don't go look for it. I'm telling you. Don't watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find any extras on this one, so I don't know what if there are any extras on this one or not. Or if, I don't know. I bet you there'll be like a little like doing like from book to screen or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. I, so. I didn't, didn't see any of this on Amazon. Uh, next up from screen media. This one I'm really looking forward to. This is a documentary memory. The origins of Alien, the untold origin story behind Ridley Scott's Alien, rooted in Greek and Egyptian mythologies, underground comics, the art of Francis Bacon, and the dark visions of Dan O'Bannon and H.R. Giger. A contemplation on the symbiotic collaborative process of movie making the power of myth and our collective unconscious Ooh. so that sounds that's really cool yeah uh, again no extras on this one either it's been <laughs> even the releases that are out just don't give you anything yeah they're like they're like All right, we're done for the year I was just gonna <laughs> yeah. say
1: they're like Halloween's over we're not gonna give yeah, them anything else right. it's Christmas time Hallmark
2: <laughs> channel but did they forget that horror fans need Christmas gifts too I mean I that's... know <laughs>
0: oh yeah know. uh Shaun of the dead 4k edition i didn't write a whole lot about this because most of us have seen Shaun of the dead many yeah. times it's one of my favorite horror comedies but so good uh no extras uh this is just a 4k re-release and well i i say no extras it may be the same extras that were on the original issue yeah sure probably it's just the rehash of those but <laughs> no, nothing to get too excited about unless you're really into 4k yeah and i was gonna say finally, it's in uh, high def Brian <laughs> Brian, I didn't do a Brian's Guess this year, this week because there was only four movies. But um, yeah. uh, this one is from Arrow. This is actually the – my pick of the week is going to be the Memory Origins of Alien documentary, I think, just because that's pretty cool. But this would probably yeah. be – in terms of extras, this would probably be our typical pick of the week. Uh, this one's called Apprentice to Murder from 1988. And it's about a fire and brimstone preacher who sees Satan everywhere, trains gullible young boy to detect evil, and the two of them commit several murders in the name of Jesus based on a true story.
1: Love that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know much at all about this movie other than it has Donald Sutherland, a civil gore favorite, in it. Yes. So mm-hmm. I cannot speak as to where he, whether he shows his ass in it or not, <laughs> but... Yeah. Oh my god. But (laughs) but I will say, being at nineteen eighty eight, it's probably not as pretty an ass as it was in Don't Look Now back in the seventies. So (laughs) fair warning. warning. Yeah.
2: Hopefully you heard that episode, Crystal, so you don't think we're totally weirdos. (laughs) No,
1: I recall, I recall. It's been a little bit since I listened to it, but I think I kinda remember because I think I was driving and I was like, Wait, what did they just say?
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh. pro- we're probably not the best to listen to in a car. I
1: don't know. <laughs> no, it was, it was fine.
0: It was uh, fine. This has a brand-new 2K Restorations. A new audio commentary by author and critic Brian Reisman. New video interview on religious horror cinema with Kat Ellinger again, who shows up all the time. Author and editor-in-chief of Diabolique magazine. I think Oh, Kat that's Ellinger, why, yeah. I don't know if it's a guy or a gal, but they show up and they have a different title on every disc. Either they're a film historian and one week they're a film scholar and one week they're an author and so this week they're the author and editor-in-chief of League magazine oh that's so yeah.
1: weird that it changes like that <laughs> uh,
0: yeah uh <laughs> new video interview with cinematographer Kelvin Pike new video interview with makeup supervisor Robin Grantham theatrical trailer and reversible sleeve featuring original and newly commissioned artwork by Hump
1: Love Ooh, fancy yeah so
0: you know, that is I our wanna... that's all you get this week so more yeah. trick than treat this week for
1: uh Yeah. Plus,
0: yeah. Well maybe so. they're just they assumed that
2: like, like you know what? We'll, we'll give them easy. They just finished the Civil War horror movie challenge. They just
0: watched a lot of movies. Let's 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 give everyone a break. <laughs> well nobody's got any money after the previous week. I mean we had what, twenty two?
1: Oh discs, right? my lord, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, a lot.
0: Twenty two discs for Halloween, that was crazy. So Oof. All right, guys. Well, let's get to our main feature. We are covering Three from Hell, which is the last in the what they call he's called is that the Firefly trilogy, I think, of House yeah. um, of mm-hmm. Thousand Corpses, Devil's mm-hmm. Reject. And now Three From Hell. Rob Zombie, I was looking forward to this because as you know, Brian, I'm a Rob Zombie apologist. But I'm yeah. on the fence now because the last few Rob Zombie movies I've seen I have not liked. I, I wasn't a big uh-huh. fan of 31. I wasn't a big fan of the ha- his Halloween movies, even though Cody is. Sorry, Cody. Um, I don't know. I just I, well, I felt like he kind of lost his way. But then mm-hmm. I went back this past week and watched House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects and absolutely loved them. So I was really curious to, to see what this was this one was going to be like. And I'll save my impressions for a little bit later on mm-hmm. while we go through kind of the, uh, the cast list and everything. So, of course, Sherry Moon Zombie is back as Baby. Bill Mosley is back as Otis Driftwood. Sid Haig, back in a very abbreviated role as Captain Mm -hmm. Uh, Spaulding. The great Jeff Daniel Phillips as Warden Virgil Harper, who was freaking my favorite, favorite character in Tombstone. Uh, Richard Brake as Winslow, Foxworth, Coltrane. Kevin Jackson as Gerard James. Tracy Lee as Judy Harper. Sylvia Jeffries as Heather Starship Galen. Amelia Rivera as Aquarius. Dee Wallace as Greta. Clint Howard is Mr. Baggy Bridges. I love seeing Clint Howard. Danny Trejo is Rondo, and Barry Bostwick is the narrator. Synopsis First, there was House of a Thousand Corpses. Then, there was The Devil's Rejects. Now, from writer director Rob Zombie, comes the next blood soaked chapter in the most violent crime saga in history Three from Hell. So, what did you guys think?
2: Well, first let's let's go through uh, Crystal. We're gonna go to like a little bit of the horror nights format yeah. <laughs> here, and we're gonna go through. So, if you haven't, if, for those who haven't heard uh, Crystal's show, she does a really cool little uh, statistics in the beginning where she puts the Rotten Tomatoes score in the IMDb store uh, score, and then does a little synopsis on it. So, we'll yeah. let, we'll let uh, her take over for a few minutes here and uh, give us all uh, our good stuff here. Yeah.
1: So. For those of you who don't know, I actually am a huge Rob Zombie fan. I feel hey. that he can do no wrong. Um, He's going to
2: battle Tim in this episode. <laughs> I was
1: going to, you were talking, and I was like, we're going we're gonna to fight. <laughs> um, okay, so usually on my show, I go through Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, give you a little synopsis, and then we just go right into the uh, of our opinion. So first up, Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 45%, with 74% of the audience liking it. IMDb gave it a 5.8 out of 10 10. Um, so usually I go into a little bit of longer synopsis, but I'm just going to add a little bit to what Tim said. After being in prison for 10 years, the re are back. The film starts off with Otis escaping with the help of his half-brother, Winslow. The two then devise a plan to get Baby out of prison and leave a bloody, gory trail behind them before making the decision to go to Mexico. There they run into Satan's army, who are led by Rondo's son, who is seeking revenge on his father's murder um, murderer, who is Otis. The film ends with a bloody gunfight, bow and arrow fight, and the three from hell coming out on top and Satan's army literally going down in flames. So, <laughs> um, that is all I got on my end until we get into the opinion section.
0: <laughs> all right, so who wants to go first on this one? I'm curious.
1: Hmm. I think Tim
0: should go first. No, I think <laughs> I should go. I, I will go first. I was saying okay, you go first. Yeah, I'll let you go first. <laughs> all right, well, going into this, I was extremely I was extremely scared. It was going to be really bad because I have heard some reviews from people out on the internet that this was a terrible movie. Mm. And I went in and I was like, you know what? This, I'm going to hate this because I've already fallen kind of off the Rob Zombie bandwagon. I, I'm probably going to hate this. I went in with very low expectations. I will have to say I was, it's it's still probably my least favorite of the three but I did not hate it. I actually liked a lot of it. Uh, I was very pleasantly surprised that I liked it as much as I did. Uh, and, and probably because of the characters. I think the, the one flaw it has, and I think a lot of people would agree, is the lack of Captain Spaulding. And that's not Rob Zombie's fault. Yeah. Um, yeah. Haig was in very poor health. He mm-hmm. couldn't reprise his role the way Rob Zombie wanted him to in the movie. And so I don't lay that blame on anyone. I think the movie would have been a lot better with him in it but given that I think uh, Richard Brake did a fantastic job kind of filling in that third character and uh, even though the movie starts off a little it was a little uneven for me uh, especially Sherry Moon's character I think it kind of everything started gelling towards the end and I thought the last half of it was really phenomenal so I, I would say, for me, again, like I said, my least favorite of the trilogy, but I actually really liked it.
2: Yeah, was one point I was going to make before we uh, go go the fin- go a little bit. There's actually there's a great documentary on the disc that goes through the whole making of, and it's like almost it feels like it's feature length. Um, and they actually he does a whole sequence on 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 what he had to do. Pretty much, he had to scramble to this movie was almost shelved because of Sid Haig not being able to be a part of it. Mm. So it's, it's pretty impressive what he did that that this, we actually got to see this movie based on what it seems like he had to do at the last hour. Like I think it was like a week before they were going to shoot that he had to make some, some tough decisions. So, but uh, yeah, so that, that I just want to add that to the part where you were saying, you know, where they, you know, Sid Haig might've made a difference. So Mm, yeah. yeah. So what'd you think, Crystal?
1: Um, so I have to agree with you when you said that it was the least of your favorite out of the three, because I agree. Um, but I personally thought the first act was awesome with like the documentary style with like the public being interviewed and the three themselves being kind of interviewed the second act like with the hostage dinner party. Um, and breaking baby out of jail. I thought that was so good. And the third act when they were in Mexico. It kind of came off a little campy. A little cheesy for me. I feel like it really fell apart. Um, by the third act when they were in Mexico. Um, I mean it's still, it's still gritty. Dirty. It, it had everything that Ram Zombie has put into House of a Thousand Corpses. As well as Devil's Rejects. You know with the slide over transitions. Mirror images. Um, and also, of course, they have like the slow motion killing with the the happy music in the background, which is <laughs> super Rob Zombie when it comes to that. But I I don't know. I just I thought the whole Mexico thing was I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't. Maybe I have to watch it again. I only watched it once. Usually, I like to go through them twice. Um, but it just wasn't vibing for me. It felt like it was two separate movies. Like I. I don't know. It just came off super campy that they were in Mexico. Um, Baby Firefly is still my favorite. Um, She's definitely crazier. I know a lot of people made um, comments about her not liking her character because she was almost too crazy, like she was playing it up too much. But she also was in solitary confinement for 10 years. Like, you're going to go crazy. Um so well,
0: I think they even make a com- Otis even makes a comment that she's changed. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: he
0: basically says she is like freaking crazier than she used to be.
1: But I don't think that was a negative. Like people were like, Oh, I couldn't even take her seriously. I'm like, no, like she was still to the core, she was still a baby Firefly. But she was just way crazier. Um, like when during her parole hearing, she just like reminded me, remember when um they had Charles Manson and his um Remember when he did, like, his last parole hearing right before he died? He was crazy. He was, like, jumping all over the place. So that's kind <laughs> of what it reminded me of. But I thought her character was so good. I thought she went right back into who she was before. And mind you, again, uh, Baby Firefly has been my favorite since House of Thousand Corpses. So... Um, I think I did like the audition of um the the half brother. I did like that. I thought he melded in very well. Um, you know, who wasn't really scary to me? Uh like he used to be was Otis. I feel like they he just wasn't as much of a badass as he used to be. Like I remember watching House of Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects being terrified of Otis. Like, I think I said I was guesting on another podcast, um, Last year and we were talking about this and I said, if I ever saw Otis in a dark alley, I would just die on the spot because he's so, (laughs) so, 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 so scary and evil. And I feel like during this film, he kept saying like, oh, I'm Satan's, you know, whatever, like I'm here to do Satan's work, but he never really actually did it. You know, like, he just kept saying it. Like, he just wasn't a badass. He was just like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to drive at night. It's literally the, <laughs> that's literally yeah, the yeah, only... the years older, I mean. That's right, that's,
2: geriatric Otis. That's man. what I'm saying.
1: And I get that they were older. I get that it was 10 years down the road. I, I understand that. But he wasn't as scary. Now, of course, of course, if he, like, showed up in my apartment right now, I'd be scared. But I'm just saying, like, he was not the same crazy, scary guy that, like cut off somebody well he did cut off somebody's face but like wore it wore the dad's face in like house of thousand corpses like he was terrifying in the first one and in the second one this one he was just like grandpa otis (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i don't i don't really know how i feel about it and i was even thinking about it earlier was when it ended i was like did i really like it i don't know i don't know if i did
2: yeah so i kind of it's funny i like i i like I think I have a, like an amalgam of both, both things that you both said too. And so here's the thing. I, and it's funny I, we all agree on one thing. I, this is definitely out of the the three. This is my lead, It goes in order of release for me. I mean, right. House of Thousand Corpses by far is my favorite.
1: Same. Followed
2: mm-hmm. by Devil's Rejects, and then um, and then uh, Three from Hell. And now, what was I thought was one of the cool things, and I'll go into a little bit more reasoning why. So. House of Thousand Corpses was, was you know was obviously different from the other two. It was like true horror you know and then it became then you know uh, uh, Devil's Rejects was like this road film, but with the same characters that you loved you know in almost like a different environment there you know they're out there. They, you know, they're on the road, you're gonna see what they're like out in the, the real world, not just confined to a little farmhouse kind of a thing. And then this one kind of where I was where I was hoping. Now, granted, I will say, just to, you know, to, to it. I actually did enjoy the film. But, you know, like anything, I mean, maybe because it's you're more critical of a franchise you love more than one that you don't care about. So maybe that's why I'm, I'm going to even nitpick on some of these things. But I was expecting it to be, like, either up it a notch or be maybe more of a uh, mix of the, the first two yeah. or just something completely different. And I felt like it was just...
0: Devil's Rejects light in some way. Yes, that's a great, that's yeah. a great point. And one thing I thought, Brian, to that point was... Uh, I was thinking of how Devil's Rejects kind of upped the game of House of Thousand Corpses. Because like you said, it was like everything was elevated. You had them actually out in the real world and, and kind of this road movie. But this one, I think the thing that brought it down was they were being chased. And I know that they were kind of under siege in Devil's Rejects. But this one, they just they felt like they were running. I mean, they were running. Uh, they they actually were running from, from the law, but it, it felt like they were on the defensive the entire time. And maybe that's why it wasn't as scary to me.
2: Yeah. So even in devil's re-
0: even in devil's rejects, even though they were under siege, they still felt like they were kind of in control. Whereas in this one, I felt like they really weren't, were never in control that. They were, they barely survived devil's rejects. They barely got out of prison and now they're just kind of on the run to the point they just even end up having to go down to mexico just to get away from everybody and, I, and maybe that lessens the horror a little bit with this trio because i feel like they're kind of running scared in a way
2: mm, yeah no, and, a and you know one and one of the other things too is like if you look at it the 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 way to, and i think it was something Crystal said with the acts of the film they're very similar to how in you know obviously in the in, in Devil's Rejects, however, you know, the first one was them kind of escaping and trying to come up with a plan and get to where they are. And then the second sequence, just like in this, was this big, long, almost like a hostage situation where they had people they like, you know, under their control and they were doing torturing them and doing stuff. But it's still like it's a, Yeah, like Otis wasn't as scary mm-hmm. as he was mm-hmm. like a little, you know, he seemed a little like a little watered down. And I don't know if we're just used to it or like he just you know maybe like it was intentional and the character you know the character was just old 10 years later (laughs) you know i don't know and i thought you know and it just so to me i was like i i just wish it had something different now Mm -hmm. while i enjoyed it because i enjoyed the characters and i and i and i i think um i'll agree with crystal too is is, as i i was saying this actually i said this to julie where i was watching i said you know what sherry moon zombie playing baby that was you know there's every certain certain actors have a role they were born to play oh so good she oh my god is she like i didn't see anyone you know i saw criticisms on it and i didn't get it i thought i actually liked her the way she evolved and yeah me too you're right about she was in solitary confinement and she's crazy and i thought that was a great element that even the crazy people are like what is wrong with her? Yeah, she's too crazy for us, and we yeah. just—I just sliced the guy's face off. You know? like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: exactly. You know? Yeah, no,
2: I agree. Yeah, and it's like, and you know, right when, and the kind of you're, and like I was kind of thinking, like the okay, that it was kind of the the Mexico sequence was a little, you know, a, a little odd, but yeah, I'll tell you, as soon as she picked up, as she when she went and um, put on the headdress, I said, was going around with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. I got so back into this movie. And I love this, oh, movie, yeah. especially the part yeah. where she's crouched up in the corner. Oh, it's so good—the slow motion. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, he has some great stuff in this movie. I think it's the pacing was a little too similar, and it didn't up it enough.
1: Yeah, uh, you agree. know, and I guess,
2: and, and and you know, there was I don't know, and it's and it's not like I didn't enjoy it because I did enjoy watching it. I just think you know, and again, it's we're I, obviously we're all three. Big fans of this franchise and these characters, so we maybe we're you know we, we're going to be a little, you know notice a lot more stuff than the average moviegoer. And I think an average moviegoer will just say this thing is garbage. But well, we're investing it, so we're going to look at it and you know accept a lot of it for what it is, and because we love these characters. But we're still going to have our, our our nitpicks, I should say. And I don't know if it's a true nitpick is the proper word, but criticisms, you know.
1: Hmm. Yeah, there was, um, it definitely was a lot gorier than, um, at least there was more blood, um, versus the other ones. Um, but I, I feel like there was no real, I get the plot, they were running away, but I, I guess something just felt like it was missing. I feel like there should have been something else than them just running to Mexico. I don't know. I just feel like Otis and baby and they're just such amazing characters in the horror world that I really feel I really wish that Rob Zombie would have done something a little bit more than what he did than kind of just letting them run around getting chased yeah, going and, to Mexico uh,
0: there's another thing I was I was kind of that I thought was kind of a missed opportunity was early in the movie Rob Zombie makes a point about the celebrity of these murderers like they you know, there was free the three slogans on shirts. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of talking about the celebrity of mass murder. And then he just never does anything with that. And I thought that would have been a perfect opportunity to make this movie different in that. Now you come out and have Otis and baby be like these celebrity type killers yeah, and do something. I don't know what you would do with that, but do something with it. But then he kind of just, other than that one guy recognizing her at one point, Recognizing yeah. Baby at one point. Mm-hmm. There's not really a whole lot done with that premise, which I think he could have made a statement on how we glorify violence and glorify killers and, and nothing ever really came of that. that was yeah, kind of a missed opportunity. I thought
1: that would have been really cool. Like, like have them be running and somebody, a fan of theirs recognize them and then they go take them in or something. And then they end up killing the fan, like something like that. Yeah, And yeah, then having them something. make a comment and be like, Oh, well they always blame it on the video games or something. You know what I'm saying? Like something yeah. snarky that Rob Zombie could come up with in four seconds. I think that would have been way cooler.
2: Well, one of the things in the documentary is interesting, he said it was, He said something along the lines of where he, you know, one of the reasons why he didn't, it took him a while to make the sequel, um, one of the reasons was that he didn't want to just throw out there, like, basically what the fans wanted, like and expected, he wanted to come up with something original, which I thought kind of funny, because to me, he came up with more so of what we already saw. <laughs> right so it's yeah like, and, and and especially the lie the like the one line callback line i loved and it was but maybe and i might not have caught this if i hadn't just seen it because i had why well, i did what tim did i watched all the three right in a row mm-hmm. um is that is the line where he go where at the end when he's like you know he's like f you and he goes and otis just laughs again and he goes they always say that and it was, and he did, he did that in in uh uh, Devil's Rejects, too, when, uh, oh, when he was yeah. killing the one guy up by the, mm. the ammo yard. That's right. Yard. I was like, all right, that's kind of funny. They, get, they got that There's a there. lot of... And Otis just kind of cracks up like, like yeah. he's laughing at himself. Like, <laughs> yeah, they always say that. I was right.
1: <laughs> There's also um, some maneurism that Baby does that she did in the first film. Um, she takes off the warden's glasses and she puts them on. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Which is what she did in the first film with the one... I can't remember the name. The guy that was on The Office, I think. Yeah, um, Dwight
2: Shrutis. Tim she, calls him all yeah, the time. Yeah. <laughs> call, Tim never calls him by their actual accuracy. thing. Uh,
1: <laughs> but, yeah, she did that. Um, and there were just other things that she did, too. I mean, she has her iconic laugh that she does. But it's just funny, too, like, the little comments that she makes. Like, it was, I was cracking up, when after she, like, Brutally stab that naked woman to death, and then she sees a granny. And she goes,
0: "Hey, granny!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a rough like, scene. The naked woman. Oh my god, I know that was, rough. That, was, that was. Yeah, rough. yeah, that was, that was pretty was brutal. It was
1: brutal. But,
2: but yeah, like that's right. That hey, granny. That to me, that's like classic baby. It that's is exactly 100%. what I expected her to do. Yeah, because in, yeah. in the
1: first film, she's she's just like uh when she's dressed up and she's giving the show. And then um, she's sitting on the one actor's lap and she's just, you know, singing blah, 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 blah. And then, then the one actress is like, she's like, don't touch him, you slut, or something. And she goes, I'll oh, cut your fucking tits off. Like, what? <laughs> like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, it's so good. I think it's perfect. Because she, she psychopaths have, they think when they hear the word like murder and flower, it's all the same. So that's literally how baby thinks. She's literally stabbing this woman to death, and then she sees a grand, uh, an old lady, and she wants to say hi to her because she wants to be polite.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's just yeah. Some her, her, her stuff, it just her manner. Like she was, she. See, it's funny. We were, we both, all three of us kind of had that thing. Like we wish it was elevated. I think she elevated perfectly. Mm-hmm. Out of all the characters, I think she elevated the best. And then that could have been because. It it was really I mean left to be her and Otis had to elevate.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Otis didn't I, I agree, and, but Otis like did. baby did. Oh my
1: god!
2: Oh, oh Otis god. elevated. I got that. You know I did. That was not intentional, and now <laughs> I'm upset that it was intentional because that was that was a really good one. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, oh the puns that I missed! Wow. Uh... Uh, totally. It's just it's comes out so so organically now. I can't even control those the puns. But um yeah, but he did. He didn't uh you know, and, and I think, you know, now now nothing against Richard Brake, who I think he is he, I thought he was amazing in thirty one, and I think he was and he had some tough shoes to fill because oh, yeah. unfortunately he's gonna be known first to everybody as Captain Spaulding's replacement. And that's not fair because he didn't he didn't feel that way I mean unless you you know that he is at some level but I tried to separate that and I just like okay to bring a new character and I get it and I and I thought he was a really big bright spot because he was he's just so good mm-hmm. and you know he, he's always trying to outdo Otis and he's just not you know and it's it, it's hilarious so it was like there's a little competition and yet but it, and at the same time when he realizes he's like all right I'm gonna, gonna beat him and he like would do sheepishly like give in
3: uh, yeah.
1: and I don't know. I
2: just thought he had a good role. Yeah.
1: Um, there yeah, was two. Did. Yeah, there was two parts actually. Um, I think Rob Zombie wanted to kind of poke a little bit of fun at how Baby really was the star because if you remember when she's getting out of their their van, she's like, "Don't you guys forget like I'm the star because it's true." <laughs> so I think Rob Zombie kind of wanted to play into that a little bit because Baby Firefly was so popular from the from the first and the second movie. Um, and there's another scene too, when they're talking about, um, Cutter, who is Captain Spaulding and they, they, it actually, it actually made me tear up a little bit and I don't think I've ever cried during a Rob Zombie movie, (laughs) but, um, the, (laughs) the part where they're talking and she's, she gets very sentimental about him and she says like, she's like I wish he was here right now and Otis makes a comment like he lived better than like anybody else that I knew and I was like oh my god that's so sad because he's not here anymore so that part I was choked up a little bit (laughs) yeah that was kind of hard
2: to see when he you know when he quote-unquote I mean obviously we're way in the spoiler territory here you know when he when he he was killed off in the film and it says you know uh you know Captain Spaulding dead at 82 and you know it's so close to when in real yeah. life it happened and I'm just like because Sid Haig was just so I mean everything he's done he's like he's all in no matter what it was and he was so good it's like it's kind it's you know it's sad to think that like we're not going to get any more of him you know mm. and it's
1: it was just the timing uh, of that scene was just like wow that's crazy that they're that you could take that scene out of the film and it could be in real life and it would still be the same thing. Like it would still hold the same value just because he did live better than a lot of people on this planet. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I did really like that yeah. part of it and how it kind of just aged gracefully considering he did pass away. So I really appreciated that scene a lot.
0: So what you guys think of some of the other actors in here. We had I thought Jeff Daniel Phillips was fantastic as the warden. And my tombstone reference earlier was kind of a joke because he with his mustache he reminded me so much of Powers Booth who played Curly Bill in Tombstone. (laughs) I couldn't get that I couldn't shake that image out of my mind. I was like, oh my God, he looks just like Curly Bill. Uh but I thought he was fantastic. Um and then Clint Howard was a total surprise. I didn't know he was in here. And I recognized him through the clown makeup immediately. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's Clint, he's Clint Howard no matter what he wears. I Yeah,
1: out. I didn't even recognize him until I was watching something. And I'm like, oh, that's why they made it like this big, like, clown. Oh, okay. Then I got it. Because I was like, why is there this random clown in the middle of the film right now? <laughs> and then I saw who it was. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. Now it makes sense. Like, okay, I got it, got it, got it, got it. So...
2: Yeah, he's great. And I thought, of course, our, one of our our favorites on uh, is Dee Wallace, who I thought was awesome. Oh my
1: God, she was because- so good. Uh-
2: yeah, I mean, she's, I mean, and in person, she is possibly one of the most warm and sweetest women that's you so will funny. Ever meet, and it's so <laughs> funny great. to see her be such a badass in
1: this. She I was it. like, a. she was like obsessed with baby. That was great. She was a badass in this film. I don't think I've ever seen her do a character like that before. So I was like, what? I didn't even recognize her right. with those glasses.
2: Yeah, I mean, she has her moments in movies where she does that. Like, I think she had a great turn in The Frighteners. Um, where she was a little crazy. And then uh, in Red Christmas, she goes, I, have you seen that one, Crystal? Red Christmas? No,
1: I saw her when she was in, like, Cujo and Critters. So that's oh, the, right. in, like, E.T. So that's kind of the... D. Wallace that I know, so I, I don't
0: Yeah, you need to watch Red Christmas this Yeah, Christmas. yeah
1: so you your,
2: definitely that's your homework. put that on your holiday list okay. this year. That is, that, you will love that
1: movie. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I really liked her a lot. I didn't, like I said, I didn't recognize her until I looked, there were a bunch of them in there that I didn't really recognize. I couldn't believe that he had the people that he had. I was like, wow, there's really cool cameos in this film, so...
2: Yeah, and I thought um, it was funny. I li- I actually kind of liked that they uh, they tied uh, Danny Trejo's character back in, and it, you know when he go- Yeah. And at first, it took me a second. I'm like, oh, that's right. He was the bounty hunter in the last one, and, and it's yep. funny that Otis remembers him, and he's just like, I remember you,
3: and I'm yep. like, oh, mm-hmm.
2: this is gonna be good. Yeah, you know, it's like this yep. is gonna this is gonna be a. I didn't think it was gonna be that much of a pl- plot point, but. But uh, still, it was pretty cool the way they did that. And it was just – I actually like the character – Um, oh, my God, I forgot his name. The one that helps Baby at the end, and he helps them all.
1: Oh, I, f- I forgot what his name is too. Um...
2: Porto or something, I think it's um, – and he figures. I didn't actually put him in the – it's like the one guy I didn't put in here. But uh, um, he's – yeah, because he, he was in 31, and I thought he was he was great in 31. He was really, like – Really creepy and scary in that, but uh, mm-hmm. I th- I loved his character in that. How he, you know, he felt that he was such an outcast, and he bonded with them, you know, at some level. And it was just, it was really just, it was, you know, they had, they actually had some endearing scenes, like when he's just sitting with baby at breakfast
1: and they're eating, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's like, it's like he
2: had, he had these. This movie had a lot of just fantastic moments. I think it's just the, I don't know if it's the pacing or the, the, uh, the. the the way that scenes were connected—I don't know—I—I I, I can't figure out what was a little, you know. There's a couple things that just made it off, but at the same time, there were so many great scenes and great performances that it's like there's no way I could say I didn't enjoy this movie.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Same. So I really it's
2: hard. It's hard to criticize a movie that you actually, you know, that you, you know, that you actually like. I didn't find myself not enjoying myself. You know, I didn't find yeah. myself looking at my phone or yeah, same. You know, or, or looking away or thinking of another movie. I mean, I did look at my phone once to check up an, an actor to see where I saw him from, but that was it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I really feel like sometimes Rob Zombie is very close to my heart um, just from his music and his films. But I always, sometimes I feel that he is so close to the mark and he just misses it by just a little bit. And it, I can never pinpoint exactly what it is. And um, I think he did great with the Halloween movies. Um, But House of Thousand Corpses was crazy. Um, Devil's Rejects was amazing. But I just sometimes when I watch his films, I feel like he he just misses the mark sometimes. Like he's so close. Like it just needed something else to really put it over the top and put him in that, you know, a higher tier when it comes to, to horror directors. That's how I feel personally about it. I mean, House of Thousand Corpses is my favorite horror film It will always be my favorite. So, but I I don't know, sometimes I feel like he's so close, yet so far.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, after I saw that documentary, I mean, maybe that helped me forgive some of the little uh, the points that were off on this because it, it really did seem like That you know, he's had a a script for a while that included Captain Spaulding, and that you know, I mean, if you remember, the promotional material was the three, the three Firefly, you know, the one that we're used to, and then once they realized, once he started filming, it switched, you know, it switched along the way to Richard Brake's character, and you know, he had to scramble to now make a story that made sense while, and you know, you know, he had a limited time and he had to basically, you know, you had to honor. Sid Haig, he couldn't, like, he basically cut his role twice, the documentary said. Like, he basically cut it and then realized even once he saw Sid Haig that even then he didn't think he would be capable Mm. of... Doing even a a reduced role so that's why it ended up being as short as it was and it's funny it's sad because you can kind of tell he's not the same yet he you could tell everything he had he gave for that little scene though
1: I know it was so good that and that line was used in the trailer and it was quoted so many times and it's such a good line too that whole scene is so great but like I I agree though I think I think Richard Brick did a great job I think he was really creepy really gross he fit in with them with the fireflies perfectly totally see him coming off as the half brother <laughs> for sure <Yeah>. so <laughs> um, but yeah that's really and I actually maybe it's just because I wasn't keeping up with the, with the news from the from the film but I was confused as to why there was somebody on the cover that wasn't kept wasn't Sid Haig and then as I started to look more into it I was like oh he had to change it like three times so it makes sense Yeah, I now. think they
2: tried to keep it Kind of on, somewhat on the down low. Yeah, I think about that's what, it. I, I don't think I, yeah. they wanted to, you know, because then it's then the movie just has this. Like, I mean, by the time we saw it, you know, we knew obviously what yeah. you know had had happened, but uh, you know, we knew that it was his role was cut, but it was just it's like, I they probably just didn't want that to distract from the film, and I'm sure Sid Hey didn't want it to either. You Absolutely. know, he probably says, "Listen, don't mention it." It's like you know,
1: yeah, do
2: what you need to to get this out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wish maybe I don't know, maybe he sh- you know, maybe should have made it earlier, but you never know what's going to happen to somebody. You never know. So Oh right, right. You never know what mean, could happen with I mean, anybody's with,
2: health. With Star Wars, I mean, you know, the fact that the you know, if, with Carrie Fisher, you have to, you know, they they managed to, to use a whole bunch of footage I guess for the new one to get her in the story in some way, but I mean, I'm sure that you know, that was not the original ten. She was supposed to be a major focus of, of mm-hmm. the the last star wars movie but they couldn't um you know you know you sometimes have to work with what you have and so it's um yeah i mean it's yeah and you don't know what's gonna happen it's like but
1: uh did he and that's why
2: i say you gotta make these movies faster though yeah exactly
1: no i agree i don't think you should have waited that long um but i mean you can never i couldn't do what he did i can't write like that um what I was going to say I was going to ask a question oh did he ever touch on like what the original script for three from hell was going to be did he ever delve into that you know say like this was the original story and then this is what it ended up being anything you know
2: I, I was listening to in the documentary they didn't go into it too much because they basically it was it was they only had this one little sequence about it and then they went on to like basically how they made they did a lot of this thing. it's a great documentary it's okay. definitely one of the, uh, the best things on that disc is that cool like documentary I mean because I, like I said I think it's almost feature length um, but um, I, I think there's a commentary I believe on the Blu-ray I'm wondering if he'll go into that more Interesting. or okay. you know it might be with some research we might be able to figure you know find
1: I'm just more curious stuff. I'm
2: sure it'll be out there somewhere I'm sure it's someone has that information yeah. I mean I, but I you know I wonder at some level it's funny though. he did do a good job of uh, you know I think it's like As hard as this is to say, I mean I guess if out of the three characters in the movie that we got to see, if there was one that made sense to eliminate when they did, it would be Captain Spaulding if that makes sense just because Yeah, it does. Baby there's
0: no way you can touch her.
1: No, not at all. Well,
0: and he had the he had the most limited role in the other two movies too. I mean That's true. Yeah, in terms of like the killing stuff.
1: Yeah. No, that's true. No, you're yeah, no. Right, yeah, right.
0: so I mean, I guess it
2: just, I mean, it just, it sucks because I was like, you know, this is the movie that I wonder if they could have made him a big featured in mm. if he was well enough. You know, that would have been a, you know, one no, of those things you just yeah. never know, but
1: uh, yeah. Uh, that sucks because I feel like it could have been, I mean, uh, shit happens all the time. You can't predict what's going to happen to somebody, but I, I, I wonder what the film would have been if, he had made it five years ago, six years ago, you know, seven yeah. years ago. Yeah,
0: it could have been the best one of the three. Correct. Yeah,
1: it could have been better than the Devil's Rejects, and I know a lot of people love that film. Um, so it's kind of just like, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how Rob Zombie feels about that. <laughs> I wonder maybe if our
2: next collaboration should be a fan fiction of the uh, <laughs> alternate
1: universe, Of, right. uh,
3: of this movie. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, uh, Brian, what did you do for our beer pairing this week? Okay, so I since it was a, a
2: very special episode, we're collaborating with our friend Crystal and Horror Nights in. I figured I would do a double beer pairing, and you know, I'm a very I, I try and be as clever as I can with the word pairing. So it's this is this was I think one of I, if I do say so myself, I think uh, a pretty good uh, double uh, whammy here. So we have first we have halfway to hell's. and devil in I -I IPA, both from three's three's brewing company
3: so see there's (laughs) a play
2: on not only the brewery but the the the, um the beer as well and at first i thought it was three's brewery which is one of my favorite breweries in brooklyn but it was not it was three threes so which makes sense because they even for this collaboration is double everything right (laughs) so um So the first one is the uh, Halfway to Hell. It's a, it's a 5.1%. Um, and I'll read the description. It says, if you're 555, five, then we're 666.
3: Six, six. <laughs> this light
2: pale oh traditional German <laughs> lager focuses on the delicate flavors of German malt and lager yeast. A hint of malty sweetness rounds out the beer for a clean, crisp, and refreshing crusher. Prost. Which I think means like, that's like a toast, right, in German, I think? I think so, yeah. I have no idea what that him yeah oh that's right we we are (laughs) tim's good our good friend ken is a german expert and he he already crucified tim for the last episode for mispronouncing stuff so
0: he pretty much crucifies me for every episode i pronounce everything wrong he's like our fact
1: checker i'm waiting (laughs) like i pronounce everyone's name wrong i try i try my best but when i get on camera especially on my youtube i just like I go blank and I just say whatever. I'm waiting to see if I ever, like, you know, get to that, like, top tier of YouTube fame. Someone's going to make a compilation of me pronouncing everybody's name <laughs> wrong. I'm waiting for it.
3: <laughs> Have you
2: listened to Tim's pronunciation? I, know, right? I don't I think you'll feel so bad. <laughs>
1: uh, <yeah. laughs> oh, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next one is definitely, definitely takes the theming to the full extent, which is devil in IIPA and it's 6.66%. <laughs> we had another beer that did that too. Cause it was like, yeah, it's
1: amazing. Yeah, it's and um, that one says make amends at six six six
2: percent ABV. The devil is not for the superstitious, hazy and brown in appearance with a sweet hint of roastiness. Devil is nothing like we brewed before crawling with tons of Simcoe and Amarillo and tickled with mosaic and citra. Those are my two favorite apps, by the way. Uh, yeah. Devil is sneakily complex, so sip inside and taste the devil in eye. Oh and that's God. a limited season release. so.
1: These beers are so cool. I actually don't drink, but these are cool.
2: <laughs> but you might hear these, right, because you, you said you bartending. No, I do, right, so.
1: yeah, but see, we have a lot of we, – we get a lot of beers from, like, a local – brewery so we uh, have okay. like pretty standard like miller light amstel light but then when it comes uh, to okay. stuff like this it's all the local places that are in like the area from where i bartend so i've never heard any of these
2: are you how far are you from the manny yunk one because that's one of my favorite breweries actually
1: uh, pretty far. I'm, I'm closer to like Philadelphia area, so. Oh, okay, um, yeah, this is out, yeah,
2: this is a little outside of Philly, but uh, it's definitely one of my favorites. you guys ever get that one in, I would, you should suggest it to the.
1: Yeah, we're <laughs> about regards.
2: like. It's really good.
1: We're about <laughs> like 50 minutes from Philly, so that's why we kind of, oh, and there's okay. a lot of different, uh, breweries from the city that I live in outside of where Philadelphia is, so anything weird or any, like, not weird, but any of, like, the special beers are usually just from, like, this one or two places, so. Gotcha, gotcha. So.
0: All right, Brian, so we we did decide to skip the triple threat this week. We're we'll going to give you guys a, an extra week to figure out that brilliant one that Brian came up with last week, which is. We did get one correct answer. Someone emailed uh, us. Yeah, we God did. That's right, right, yeah. So uh, we'll give you an extra week on that one. We will reveal the answer next week, but we will do our Zabmando Yes. So, Crystal, if you, if you remember what we do is I, I
2: basically scan through the book, and we'll, you tell me when to stop this, or we'll give Tim a break. We won't put yes. the pressure on him.
1: Oh, God. So I'm
2: basically flipping through this book, and when you say stop, I read the the most horror thing because it's two, basically, and the flaps open up. So, But we I try and pick the most horror one that applies. So you tell me when you're ready, and I'll start spinning this book here.
1: Oh, my God. I'm scared. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs>
2: okay. So you tell me when to stop.
1: Okay. Stop.
2: <laughs> okay, let's see. Okay, so neither one is really a horror theme. Oh god. Uh, in all honesty, I don't think either one are, are appealing. Should we all do right. it again? I'd rather get. A it again. We'll do, like... a again on we'll, okay, we'll do a mulligan on this one. Okay, we'll do a mulligan. Okay, so, and actually, I think it was it kind of slipped out of my hand. You said stop a little bit before I could actually stop, so it was kind of my <laughs> fault. So. Okay. <laughs> so okay, I'm doing it again.
1: Okay, stop.
2: <laughs> okay okay so da, da, da. all right <laughs> oh, God. so this one okay this one is only our ho- more horror theme because it involves one of them involves a costume
1: oh jeez. oh that's okay great. that's
0: perfect for halloween
2: yeah but okay and i'm a little embarrassed to read this one but i'm gonna <laughs> do this one anyway okay so we will we'll take turns okay would you rather says, wake up nude and unharmed on a park bench and have no idea of how you got there or, expecting a costume party, dress as a giant banana for a black tie affair and have to stay the whole night.
1: Oh, my God. I would totally dress in a banana suit regardless of whether if I knew if it wasn't a black tie or not.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I would have to pick that, too, just because my OCD and, like, I don't want to lay on a park bench
0: fully clothed. So... (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: I think that yeah, I think that one's fairly easy. I won't take a banana suit any day ever being naked in public.
1: And wearing yeah. like wearing like a fancy dress or something no thanks I'd, i would be like oh i'm part of the show guys like i would make it like a whole big thing
0: singing <laughs> telegram exactly. hey, see exactly. the other way she's like forget it i
2: don't even care about my choice i'm going as banana no matter what
1: no that's matter like, what even if i knew yeah. that i hate dressing up that's the worst so i will 100 i'll be like oh i thought this was a costume party I'll be like do you want to go change nah i'm good <laughs>
2: no, that's good I'm, I'm banana all night that's it
1: no, the uh, yeah I don't want to be naked anywhere Ed, that's not in a a shower or like my house or you know a significant other's house. Like I'm not trying to be naked outside. No thanks.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree. I know. Uh, I I think this was a unanimous one. I did. Yeah. But it was definitely the better one than the other one. I'll read the other one just to show you how why I picked that one. The, the other one was yeah. Do a mini cheer whenever someone compliments you, or have to jump up and touch a door frame every time you go through a door. Oh no, that's but like that, OCD
1: though. That's not nice for you. That sucks. <laughs> I know.
2: Well, I do it. I was gonna say I pretty much do that anyway. Oh, that's what I'm saying.
1: Like I know that like a <laughs> lot of people of OCD like that could be triggering for them.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, no, I pretty
0: much so- like. If I, was, tap a do- if I see a door, I have to tap the top.
1: Yeah, how exactly. Many
0: times do you get co- I don't ever get complimented. I can do a mini cheer. That's uh, true. Uh, I, uh, yes, how many times do you get complimented a day? I don't know about
1: you guys. I no problem doing a
0: mini cheer anyway. I'd be like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Do it maybe like Good once a you. month.
1: <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I get complimented every day. No, day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> see, look,
2: see, I told you, we we're,
0: we're. She was giving us all the compliments in the beginning, but we're the ones that are, need to give the compliments. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, are you kidding? I would never do that. I'd
1: be exhausted." Oh me. right! I'd be so tired by the end of the day. Oh my god! I wouldn't. Even, I can't even leave my house. So like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But,
2: well, I, I, th- I think I definitely picked the right one though because that the, I, I, that was a good answer. With the we were all and the best is we were all unanimous. But also the fact that like like Crystal, you took it that one step later and just like went like.
1: I'm not getting you're not dressed not even up,
2: like pretending the <laughs> option. You're like you're gonna actually forcibly make yourself into a banana, and next, going into a dressing dress-up yep. party.
1: I don't. If anybody invites me to their wedding, if they're listening now, I'm gonna come in a banana suit.
2: <laughs> that is awesome. Now, now, don't you wish Tim like it was Kevin's wedding like a couple of weeks ago because we could have just uh,
0: we could have tested that thing. <laughs> and this would have actually yeah, joined. banana suits would have been readily available because it's Halloween. Exactly. That's True. And there were <laughs> theater people. We totally, totally could have crashed that when it's a banana.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I I would rather wear something comfortable. You could wear your pajamas under the pa- pa- pajama or the banana suit. You don't even have to wear anything nice. So, perfect.
0: Oh, speaking of which, so this episode's releasing on Halloween. Is anybody dressing up because I am dressing up this year.
1: Um, no, I am not dressing up this year. I have a skeleton shirt, but I think I might be live streaming. I don't know yet, though. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know. I'm... Yeah, I, I
2: don't have a... Because no one did a party this year. My work, who usually does something, isn't even doing anything. They're doing some kind of, like, more of a like a fall festival thing. And so there's no costumes this Lame. year. So there
1: really uh... wasn't
2: anything to do. Yeah, my this is... I, yeah, I never... I haven't actually been able to dress up for anything in a while.
0: It's kind of sad. Well, my daughter's being in if one of those inflatable dinosaurs...
1: Costumes.
0: Oh my god, yes, I love those, so, they're so funny. I, which are hilarious, so I, I'm i dressing up as like a, I don't know what you call them, like a safari guy, like I've got the safari hat and the like khaki shorts, okay. and, the, and I'm gonna, and a bullwhip, I'm gonna be like the safari guy that found the uh, dinosaur that basically has to wrangle the dinosaur, so we're gonna play it up where, you know, like the dinosaur escaped and I'm screaming and oh trying god, to get it back so in funny. the cage
1: or whatever.
0: Are you going Alan Grant? Yeah, it's kind of a weird (laughs) mixture of like Alan Grant and some British uh, hunt sportsman and Indiana Jones, I guess. I don't know. I was gonna say Indiana Jones. It's it's some weird amalgamation of all these things, but apparently I'm a dinosaur wrangler.
1: I love that Tim
0: at Events, like, such such an elaborate backstory for his costume.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. That was so good. I am a British Wrangler who found a dinosaur bone. I'm and a this British dinosaur it. Wrangler. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: not wearing
3: anything in
0: Crystals as a banana. So, I mean, look, I, like, Tim's got a whole like, fan fiction background. Wait, you're not this, wearing disco. anything, so you're going to go camp out
1: on a park. There. Yeah, right? Yeah, nothing thank oh, you. No, Could you no, imagine and then, and I'm
0: not, we- Wearing a
3: costume, <laughs> I should
1: say. You know what? That's a possibility because where I live, I live in like a city area, and there's a whole bunch of bars around me. So I'm going to laugh really hard if I see somebody naked on a park bench this weekend when I'm coming home, when I'm walking <laughs> home so from work. Goes, hey, you
0: could have been a banana. I'll be say. like, you should
1: have been a banana. <laughs>
0: yes, you have to record
2: that you saying that. If that's yeah, case, you have to record them saying that and put
1: that on your YouTube channel. Oh my god, I want <laughs> to blur out if they're naked.
2: Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. You, they, Take it from a, an angle that doesn't uh, <laughs> to reveal too much. But and, and living in New York and being in the city very often, I, I think I probably have seen that oh at my least God. once. I would
1: say it's funny. I used to, I used to work in Manhattan. The people—they're nuts. I love yeah, them, but they're right. nuts. Yeah, we took Tim
2: there. Uh, Tim and Olivia uh, uh-huh. came in, so it was fun. Like my wife and I, we decided to like get a hotel room with them and be like tourists for the weekend. Nice. It was kind of fun. That's fun. So. Yeah, so we all just went around, and I took Tim to like the. I we were starving, so we went around to the bar to the like the worst pizza place ever. But, but they were you guys were so impressed.
0: Tim I thought like, we I acclimated. I, I thought we acclimated very well for non-New Yorkers. Oh, you totally <laughs> did.
2: Yeah, they were. Tim was. We we gave Tim the true thing. We made him eat while walking.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. took him, took him to
2: a terrible pizza place at two in the morning. It was yep. great.
1: Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah.
0: If loved, you not I love New York
1: yeah if you don't eat if you don't eat when you walk you don't eat so that's pretty much what you have to do
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right guys well crystal this was such a blast doing a joint podcast that was so much fun so
1: fun yeah
0: thank you for being on
1: oh thank you guys for having me and thanks for Yeah,
2: we thank for being on hers too because it's Will be.
3: This
0: is yeah. Civil War Nights in. Yeah, is nice.
1: this is Civil War Nights in. This is a this is a collab effort, so we can yes. thank you and you're welcome to everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, yes, and we'll, guys. This definitely will be the, the first of many years down the road. We'll we'll do this. Will be a fun Halloween treat.
1: Hell yeah! We should do it every yeah. year.
0: That would be fun. And guys, definitely go check out Crystal's podcast because it's
1: awesome. Our nights you guys. in. Thank you so go much. Go subscribe. Check out the
3: YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. She has great YouTube videos. She does. She has really good topics that she
2: picks. So yeah. it's really cool. It's She can she basically go with That's the thing I wish we could do. We need to get into the YouTube game eventually. You I guys think. can
1: do it. If I could do it, you could do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do we dress as a banana, though? I was that's just
1: going to say all of my videos, I'm in a banana costume, though. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's how she gains that appeal. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh ah! I Ew, I just <laughs> got that. <laughs>
0: and with that. On know that note.
1: <laughs> That's
3: funny.
0: All right, guys. So we will see you back here next week. And happy Halloween. Happy
1: Halloween.
0: Happy, happy Halloween.